What's going on, guys? And I have an important announcement, as you guys have seen on Facebook. The Warcry Podcast now has a merch store through Redbubble. What you'll do is you'll hit that link below. Select the logo that you like. You know, we got a wolf logo. We got the we got that Bigfoot scratch or the Dogman scratch logo. Uh, once you select the logo, you'll go down, hit your styles. If you want a T-shirt, if you want a you know a sweatshirt, or if you want a, you know different things or a sticker or whatever, you'll select the color of that, and then your size, and then you hit that checkout button. And hitting that checkout button and getting that T-shirt supports the podcast. And I appreciate everyone that listens. And, uh, you know, it's it's amazing. And I do truly appreciate it. But with that said, let's get to the episode. So run me my music. It's very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. Ooh. And I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. Get that crowd warmed up. What's going on, guys, and welcome to the 48th episode of the War Cry Podcast. I am your host, Jehola Tiger, and we're back, you know, back in the, back in the saddle, some would say. Every time I kind of take a little bit of a break, like one or two week break from the podcast, I think we did one like back in like May, like May of this year. It was super weird. Like I was like, I came back, I was like, I don't even know really what to say, but like, we're back. So I'm going to say something. <laughs> but anyways, um. Uh, I wanted to say I appreciate everybody that joined me on the uh, one-year anniversary of the podcast live stream on YouTube. Um, it was a lot of fun. You know, we talked about some crazy stuff, you know, conspiracies, talked about government experiments and all those good things like that. Uh, told some some snake stories. You know, I had some you know people coming in. We talked about portals. So it was really fun. It, it was a lot of fun. I'm going to have to do another one here maybe this week or over the weekend or something along those lines. But... One thing I also, too, want to say is I appreciate everybody um, that has purchased hats, stickers, shirts. Um, it is appreciated, and I, and I hope you guys enjoy it. If you don't, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I'll help you out. But anyways, but I appreciate everybody that uh, that supports the podcast that way. And, and also, too, I appreciate people that share the podcast, like, subscribe, because, you know, why not get it out to everybody? Uh, but like I said, I appreciate everybody. But on this episode, you know, we're going to be talking about um, kind of my my early, more early years, but kind of middle, more, more middle school and kind of the things that happened when, when we moved from Tahlequah to the Muskogee area. And, you know, I kind of was sitting back thinking over the over the holiday, over Thanksgiving, and uh, it's one thing that's kind of crazy is that when you go back somewhere where you haven't been in a while and you start remembering things. You know, I remember when we moved from Tahlequah, and I remember being kind of not uh, mad, but just kind of feeling weird because, you know, a lot of times, you know, in our, in my young life at the time, you know, we had grew up around Tahlequah Sequoia High School. You know, that was, we, I mean, we probably went there during the summertime when, you know, they had basketball practices. I remember uh, walking in with my papa and, and uh, papa, my uh, papa Tiger and, uh, and uh, Louis Jackson, the athletics director at the time. And, you know, we sat and watched summer practice, you know, or, guys shooting around um some names uh you know that are etched in sequoia lore and, and legacy and history and you know those guys that went to the state t- or state uh tournament and played blake griffin uh, i'm not gonna say their names but you know if you're from that Tahlequah area or you you play Tahlequah sequoia you know the, the, the names i'm talking about and those guys were 
were good players. I ended up playing with them as I got older when I was in college, high, you know, late high school, you know, playing those guys and pick up games. And I ain't going to lie, I was dusting them up. Had to hit them with a few crosses, a little step back, a little Euro step, Manu Ginobili style, you know, had to, had to, do, had to do, them, do them crazy. I'm sorry if you're on that state title team versus Tauquas Koya, and I had to do you like that. I'm sorry, but it was my time. Your time was over. No, I'm just playing, but but like I said, we grew up around that and seeing that, and you know, I remember you know being a young guy and me and my brother. My brother was really big uh, cross country at the time and was really good at it. He had won a few races, you know, against grown people. He's probably like third, fourth grade, maybe even second grade. But he was running, and you know, Louis was always like, "Yeah, I can't wait for the your grandkids." Tell him, talking to my grandpa, just like, "Yeah, I can't wait for the Tiger Boys to get over here at Sequoia and do some things." You know, I always really thought about that as I got older and kind of the way my high school basketball career and, and later on college kind of shaped out. Like, things could have been a lot different, you know, dealing with the people I dealt with. But anyways, so we make that move. And, and one of the first, probably for within the first week, you know, we and some family members, it was me, myself, my brother, and my now past cousin. You know, we was doing a lot of exploring of the place. It's got 20 acres. You know, why not? And... So my, uh, to describe my parents' place is kind of, it's a driveway, it goes up kind of a little uh, hill, and then it flattens out. And then you got the barn, the kind of a drive where you can park, you have a, a garage, shed, and then the, the main house. And on the other side of the main house is towards the river, and you go back down a hill, and you basically get down to the river, and it gets kind of the bottom area where there's a trail, kind of a, where you can see, you know, different, uh, uh, you know, different trails that go along the river that's like public land and you know we decided we was gonna go you know exploring that day and it's probably about noon it was middle of summer probably august maybe early august right before school started and maybe even late uh, july i can't exactly remember but so we we go down there and we kind of looking around and as you as you go past the fence it's you know it's kind of a little cliff or a little bluff and then you kind of climb down and we was like, man, this is a good place for coyotes and you know, maybe even a mountain lion because there's all these little, like, caves that you can go underneath the rock. Like, it goes under. And it's not really big. It's just big enough for, like, a, you know, the size of a dog or a cat. And, you know, we're going exploring, and we come across this spring, this really clean spring. And, you know, if you guys kind of some information, but, like, LP, they do sometimes surround themselves or have their home near a spring. Well, this spring had a little spout, and it would spit water out. And the water, like, it was so clear-looking. Like, I remember, you know, the it was, like, perfect. It was like it was groomed almost, you know, kind of like animals maybe drank out of it, and it was, like, you know, maybe they were eating around it. Kind of made the, the kind of like a little pool area. Uh, and it wasn't very big. But I remember being a kid and being like, man, that's, that's kind of cool, you know, to see that, you know, nature kind of taking over, but at the same time it's taking care of the water source, uh, the clean water source. Dang, don't we know that river? Some of our rivers in Oklahoma would be nasty. Be, dang, be, be having the bad guts all over the place. But, <laughs> but so we're we're looking, you know, we look at it and we're like, oh, that's really cool. And so we kind of start making our way back down, you know, headed towards the river. And I didn't really notice the sun uh, kind of creeping down. I didn't really, you know, oh, it's still light outside. And one thing that was really, really kind of strange about that is, is, is it felt like, explore, like when we were exploring, it felt like quick. An hour or two, maybe. And so we get down and we make our way to the fence where our property line ends and the public land begins. And 
we climb through there and you know we we like we're noticing you know there's got there's some wildlife here like we know that there's some some things around here and we're walking down this trail on public land next to the river and we can see down into the river and we start coming across these big pads uh mountain lion pads big too you know the size of a human hand type of pad and you know i thought that was real kind of strange because there was only like a few of them and then it was they were gone and one thing about the the land behind my parents house is that it gets quiet often there'll be you know you'll hear birds and then all of a sudden it's just dead quiet and we noticed that when we were down there it's dead quiet and i thought that was kind of strange and we kept, you know, being knuckleheads. We was just following the, the pad, the pad prints, and we followed them back up into our land. And, you know, we're exploring. We're, you know, we're making sure we looked everywhere around there. And like I said, it didn't seem like it, it seemed like an hour or two. And we kind of got lost. Like something kept, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say something, but like it felt like we were being guided somewhere. Like we kept going this way, then we go back this way, and we go, oh, what's that? And, you know, we go over there. It was like something was trying to lead us off further down into away from the river, but more towards the heavy wood, like the heavy trees. And I remember kind of looking around like, I don't like, you know, I'm like, I don't even know where we're at. And so we start trying to make our way back to the house. We're like, okay, well, if we take, we went this way, the river's back that way. Well, we end up getting turned around and getting lost. Well, we end up making our way back eventually. And it was almost dark. Like when we... This is the weird part of the, about this is when we were in the woods, the woods were lit like it was the middle of the day. Like it was a lot of sunlight. And then when we, it's like we crossed a threshold and we get to the, the, the flat part of where, you know, how my parents' land sits. And like we get back to the house, we can see it. It's getting dark. And I remember my mom, you know, brought that up to me, you know, probably a couple months ago when I brought this up to her. I remember, I remember that day when we was gone for a really long time. Or you, you thought we were gone for a really long time, and I told you it felt like we were only gone like an hour. And, yeah, they I remember my mom saying they were really nervous. They thought we, you know, something got us or, you know, they should really never know, you know, living next to a river. And we finally end up coming back, and it's almost dark. It's like getting, like, late. And they, my, I remember my aunt and my mom were real nervous. They were about to make their way down to see if they can find us. And, you know, that was one of my first experiences there. You know, and I know that there's LP out there. Um, you know, we we uh, we just had a lot of weird stuff going on. And you know, one of the first nights we stayed there, like we were we were trying to make the move back and forth, like at the time, and we still had things at the at the the trailer in Tahlequah, and you know, we're trying to you know get everything moved. And I remember, I think my dad was staying, or my, I don't, I can't remember exactly who was staying where, but but I remember. Uh, the guy had two uh, single beds, like twin beds, and we pushed me and my brother pushed them together. And we were staying in that living room because we we like to watch TV before we go to bed. That's just kind of how we always were. And I'm sitting there uh, watching. It was like uh, y'all remember those late night commercials of the the old country songs or the the R and B or soul songs. We were watching that, and uh, I remember uh, kind of looking over the corner of my eye. And I, somebody was standing in that hallway. So the layout of the house at the time was you had this big living room area, which was separated by, uh, which is still there, a brick uh, chimney. And then you had basically the front door, and then you had kind of uh, a, a bar area that stuck out. Then you had another dining room. And then when you go back through the living room, there's a little hallway that connects the bathroom, one bedroom, and another bedroom. So it was a two-bedroom, one bath. 
And I'm sitting there in the corner or the far corner, and it seemed like the shadow was like right on the outskirts of that light. But I'm looking, and I'm like, what is that? And so I go, hey, mom, mom. I said, kind of looked like a woman. You know, my mom is kind of a, has taller, you know, stature. And at the time she had the, uh, she had brown hair, kind of longer brown hair. And I said, mom, what are you doing? Because this person was just standing in the middle of that hallway, just looking at us. And I bumped Nate and I'm like, you see that? What's, what is that? And we're looking and it's a person standing in that hallway. And I remember yelling for my mom or hot, like, you know, whispering in a way. I was like, mom, hey. And that thing in the, the shadow went into the bathroom. And then all of a sudden the shadow come right back. And it's, you could tell it's a person. And it went right back into the, where my parents were staying, where their bedroom was. And I remember saying my mom's name like 10, 15 times. Like I was trying to get her attention. Next morning, I, you know, I was like, hey, mom, did you hear me last night hollering for her? What was you doing trying to scare us? You know, my parents were always pranksters. We always like to kind of mess with each other. But, but she was like, no, that wasn't me. I didn't even get up last night. I was like, what? Are you sure? I, I, I called for you like a bunch. She's like, no, it wasn't me. I don't know what that was. And so, you know, we always thought it might have been the ghost of the man that passed in the house. And, you know, I thought, we thought that was kind of interesting as kind of the first night we, you know, stayed there. And, you know, kind of, you know, calling back to the, the first early years episode, you know, we had somebody kind of messing with us. Um, you know, my grandma's still alive at this time, and, and he was uh, away, I'll say away. And, uh, yeah, we always had somebody, you know, messing with us. And I remember, you know, we had this, uh, one of the doors was kind of on the back side, and I remember uh, not seeing shadow figures, but kind of seeing, especially my parents' room, which later on in my high school years became my my bedroom. Uh, but I remember seeing shadows, and it wasn't like, and it was, and it wasn't like shadows, like oh, it was a full on like apparition shadow I saw in the corner of the room. It was like they were in the corner of your eye, like I could see something moving around over here in my peripheral. I'd look, and there's nothing there. And you know, as we you know started living in that house and making that house our home, and our parents have done a really good job of making this house really nice. And you know, we they added on, but there was always things like uh, when we first moved on, like moved, like when we first you know the, the the layout that the house is now uh, when we started the back door which is in the kind of in the living room where it goes straight out to that uh, the pasture then it goes out to the woods you know there were nights where you know it was in the middle of the night and uh, my dad would hear it'd be like kind of laughter or kind of a hoot uh, like a hoot owl but it wasn't like a it sounded like a person hooting and you know my dad would always go out and we had a bb gun and he'd always just shoot out there and and you know I told my my, my grandpa and you know, he, that's where he told me uh, about the medicine where you can you can kind of doctor up a bullet and it would go to your target of what's, you know, what's out there. You know, that's kind of where I learned that was him telling me about that and, and my dad, you know, shooting a BB gun, which isn't going to, wasn't, you know, it's not going to hurt anybody, but a, a person, but an animal, you know, may wound. But, you know, we always had things like that. And, you know, one of the, the most scared I've ever been at, at that house um was one night we we had uh recently my my papa uh solons on my mom's side you know we were staying down there for a week you know we do that during the summertime when we were middle school and we came back well on the way back we found a abandoned dog in his name and we ended up keeping him you know i begged and we begged and begged our mom but he was kind of a wild dog like he he was definitely a res dog like this dude only listened to me or my brother and you know he, I think he always felt grateful for us for uh, saving him. 
And I miss him to this day. I think about him often, you know, when I see black dogs. He was a pitch black dog. Uh, he had, uh, he was uh, maybe half lab, half pit. And, you know, that's why I always get half pit breeds when I get dogs. Like my, my dog Allie's half pit, half uh, husky. And, you know, Kobe, my other dog, is uh, she, she's Heinz, Heinz 47, kind of like me, but she got pit in her too. And so, but they, there's a loyalty there with those, with those animals. And, you know, one night, this is kind of followed up, but my brother, I guess before I tell that story, my brother, he'd always wake me up in the middle of the night because he'd be watching TV or playing Xbox or, you know, doing something like that. Well, he was asleep. And I look over and I'm like, man, what is this TV doing on? It was like, it was loud. You know, I'm like, golly, like, what's going on? Because he would wait till I was asleep and then turn the TV on. And I'm sitting there you know, trying to fumble for the remote. And it's like two, three in the morning. And I look over, and this dude, if y'all know WWE Undertaker, where he'd sit up, you know, he'd get beat down, and, you know, he'd sit up and kind of look at you. That's what my brother did. I, my dad always laugh about that. But, but, uh, but yeah, he, he did that. And I was like, man, I got spooked out. I was like, golly. I was like, man, I turned the TV off, rolled over, and just, you know, try to go back to sleep. But dude was, his eyes were closed, but he was like up like the Undertaker and looking at me with his eyes closed. I thought that was kind of crazy. I was like, man, this dude's, my brother's wilding out for that. I thought he's messing with me. But so then that kind of started some other stuff. And our dog, Luke, knew exactly where our bedroom was. And he'd always sleep in this, it's now a, a gar, or kind of a, uh, it's got like flowers and stuff now. But he would sit underneath our window at night. And I don't know what woke me up that uh, one of the nights, but he one night was crying. And I never heard a dog cry like that. And I look out the window and kind of look, and he's just, he's like shivering, like uh, like shaking. He was so scared. And I didn't see anything out there, and I was kind of like, man, that's weird. And so I tell my dad, he's like, oh, well, I don't know what that was, you know. And, you know, a few times my dad would be out there standing, uh, like, outside our window, and he would knock on it just to mess with us. My dad, that's where I get my prankster stuff from, is from him. Because he, he always messing with me, man. And, Dad, I, if you, you know, when you listen to this, You'll remember, I know you'll remember knocking on our window trying to scare me or uh, doing the, the race because he knew that there were, you know, things kind of messing around out there. And I think he tried to make light of it. I think that's really what it come down to. But but I saw that and he was shaking. Luke, our dog, was shaking. He was scared. And so I'm like, I don't know what that is. And I, I end up laying back down next night. You know, I wake, I wake up again and he's screaming. It's like a, it's a weird, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like a, a howl, but it's like a, a, a like he shook, like he, uh, uh, like you know, when someone's real scared and you, they make that uh, uh, sound. But it was like dog form. It, it, I've never heard that before from a dog. And I remember looking up, and we used to have, we still do, but there's a light that shines into that window, and you could see the outline of something big walking in front of that uh, light that shone, like that kind of sh- shined in. And I don't know what it was. I didn't look out there. But Luke was so scared, and I, I'm wondering if that thing was trying to get him. You know, I always think it was Skilly, or you know, I know some people gonna gonna get goosebumps when I say this, but Stegani, or maybe Bigfoot, or you know, something like that. And I remember that that was one of the scariest I've ever been because I'm getting I get goosebumps when I when I remember those that feeling that I had. And I told my parents, and they were like, "Well, you know, it's just maybe coyotes are after him." Like that's one thing about we we my family we always try to explain something that we can't explain with something that makes sense to us because we're from our mom's from the country she you know dealt with a lot of stuff and you know my my uh my papa solens he, he always you know experienced things and 
which I got stories from him. I, I don't know if I want to. I, I want to see if I can try to record him. But he's got. He has a story that he just experienced here in the last like month. That I'm like, man, I don't know what that is. What he saw on this on this pond bank, and then he saw out of out of a wood line. And then his buddy saw it too. And this is out of uh, Council Hill, Shakota, Oklahoma. But anyways, you know that night. So then the next morning, I tell my parents, and I'm just like, well, I don't know what you know. Hey, I don't. I was you know scared. Didn't know what it was. And I, I always asked my grandpa when I'd see him, like, what What do you think that could have been? He's like, well, you know. And then eventually, as I got older, he started telling me about uh, my grandma and the things that she dealt with and the things that that we he's always you know he used to say he's like you're probably gonna see some things don't be scared you know always always just leave it alone and and don't act scared just just know that you're you're protected um and so you know that's one thing that you know that i think back on on him and just he always was that uh kind of that it's gonna be all right like we're gonna get through this it's gonna be scary or you know it's gonna be crazy but we'll be all right my dad's kind of that way too. Um, no, my dad's not kind of that way. My dad is that way. But um, but there was a lot of things going on, and we ended up getting our basketball goal out there. And I, you know, I can't tell you how many hours I spent out there working on my shot, dribbling on grass. And, and any youngsters out there listening to this podcast, it's, you know, if you're you know in middle school or early high school or even late high school, and you want to work on your handles, go dribble on grass because there's a lot of times in games where you're herky jerky and you know you lose control because that's not what you're working on like you you your your practicing is always trying to be perfect it's not perfect you know certain floors have dead spots you know that's how i worked on my like, people when i play pickup like how did you lose control get it back and then somehow figure out a way to get a shot off on somebody so i dribbled on grass so if you hear this or if you're a parent that's got a kid let them dribble on grass put a goal out there on grass i i swear by it your handles will be crazy Plus, you'll be able to get your shot off if you lost your dribble. You know, some people lose their dribble now; they can't get a shot off. That it, it helps with all that stuff. It, it it adds an unpredictability to your game. Anyways, that's the coach side of me. Anyways, but we'd be out there playing. You know, my brother, we'd go to blows. Dang, we'd be out there fighting, just beating each other up, trying to trying to win. And there was a lot of times I could feel something watching me in that wood line. And that wood line's probably a, probably hundred yards away. You know, and I always feel the eyes on me. And I always told my my parents, like, man, I feel like something's watching me. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, it's probably just a deer. But, you know, when you get that feeling of something that's stronger than you or kind of a predator, you're like, oh, man, that uneasiness. I always felt that out there. And it's the middle of the day. So then, my, you know, this kind of leads to a story I've told before. But my mom, you know, she would always mow. We ended up getting a, a riding lawnmower. Uh, being, push mowing, you know, 10 acres is kind of brutal or five acres is kind of brutal. Well, she was riding around on that thing, and you know she'd end up hearing something. That, and she always says it sounded like a a bird. But I remember when she, I was young, and she first told that story back when we first moved there. And she was hearing something out there, and she had sound like laughter. And now, and then it kind of turned it into a kind of a bird bird noise. And you know, she always kind of chalked it up to something she couldn't explain, or you know, she tried to explain it with this. Um, but there was always weird stuff, you know, that like little things. It wouldn't be like, oh, I saw Bigfoot, you know. And as I got older, you know, with living there and, you know, coming home late, being young, you know, doing young people things and, you know, also to, you know, just hanging out outside, uh, we, you know, there's a few weird things that happened. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, remember as I'm sitting here talking, but, you know, but I remember, you know, one night, uh, 
were coming home. Well, actually, no, I wasn't coming home. It wasn't night. It was when we got so the bus lady. This is another crazy thing. So the bus lady would, would drop us off a mi- like a mile, maybe a, a half a mile or three quarters of a mile from our house, and we'd have to walk uphill and then walk downhill and then walk right back uphill. This is for the first kind of you know month or two months of uh, of school. And my mom got so bad, but about this because you know you just never know kids get took. But anyways, and I was walking home because I got dropped off before my brother because there's two two separate buses. Elementary bus ran. And then there was like a middle school, high school bus. And I'm walking and I stopped and I heard something stop with me. And, you know, it's kind of three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon coming off the bus. And, you know, on one on the left hand side of the road is all woods and it goes all the way back to the river. The other side, the other side of the was houses, uh, cleared land. But I remember walking and I get going up the hill and I could hear something walking with me. And I stopped and, I, and it stopped. And then I remember, uh, I'm, I don't know why I did this, but like I remember smelling like it was like a musky dog with dead animal smell. And I remember kind of looking off, like I remember kind of getting off the road and going towards in the woods and looking to see if it was roadkill. Because at this time, I'm already aware that, you know, there's Bigfoot out here. There's, there's things out here that we don't know, you know, what's going on. You know, I already knew about this stuff. So in my head, I was like, well, let's see if, I mean, if it's a dead carcass, then maybe it's just a you know, a cat following me or, you know, something, just trying to make sure I understood what it was. And I ended up looking and I, I didn't find any roadkill or nothing, but it smelled, it was so strong. I remember I can still, I, there's every now and then I kind of still smell it. Like it's just that pungent odor of dog and dead animal, like rotten meat. And I smell it every time. Sometimes when like you ever open up a package of bad meat, that's what it smells like. That's what it smelled like. And I remember looking around and not seeing any like animal or like squirrel or raccoon. And so I'm bebopping along, and I notice it again. I go up the hill, and I get to the first house on the left because it's like all woods, but then there's houses that are like house, woods, house, woods, and then our house. And I remember kind of stopping again right before that house. I looked, and, there was, and it stopped with me, and I'm like, okay. So then I took off running. I was like, all right, this ain't going to get me. I was like, Shh. I took off, and I had like nine ba- book, books in my bag, man, slapping me on the back of like on my back. Like, just man, I was out of there. And, you know, I remember that happened a few times, and I remember just getting scared. And I remember telling my mom, like, hey, you know, uh, is there any way? And that's when, my, you know, my mom's like, well, y'all getting dropped off. So then we started getting dropped off next to our house, and she had to turn around. She's a bus lady. was mad. She's, you're going to make me do a 19-point turn in this monster bus? And, hey, them's the brakes, lady. No. <laughs> but, you know, there was a lot of weird things, um, you know, and, and there's continually to be weird things. And, uh, over there not as much now i think i think these things have kind of died down people have passed away you know uh, things of that nature but but i always remember uh, i always remember that night of seeing that shadow and you know kind of thinking about stories that you know when i, I moved back to my parents for a short period of time and i had my two dogs and my dogs were you know get spooked out i guess you could say they're city dogs but um like i said guys this is um this is uh, early years part two, and I appreciate you listening in. Um, I'm thinking I'll probably wait to do, you know, kind of like my high school. Um, I just posted a video on YouTube of my cult story, part of it. So if you go listen to that, um, like I said, guys, before, um, like, share, subscribe. You know, it helps with the algorithms. Um, listen to the episode. I know I was talking to somebody, and they listen. They listen to every episode twice because they're like. A lot of my early episodes are like 20 minutes, and I appreciate that. It means a lot. 
you know, I got, I've had some people reach out to me about interviews and, and, and being on different shows. I'll be on uh, Squatch and Holler, uh, I want to say December 5th. Go go check him out. Um, December 5th at 8 o'clock, I believe. Um, I'll be on that show. Um, um, I'm trying to get something lined up with Josh Turner with PRT. I've just, I've, I'm bad about looking sometimes at my, my Facebook Messenger because I'm just, sometimes it's just I forget about that app and then I see a notification. I'm like, oh, okay. But um, but I'm trying to get something linked up with him to come on his show and then also come on my show. So we'll we'll get that hammered out. Um, uh, I've had a few other people reach out about interviews. I'm going to be reaching out to people about interviews. Um, I'd like to uh, push it back. You know, maybe 2024 is kind of what I'm looking at. But I'd like to record it and then get it out. But like I said, um, I appreciate everybody that listens in, and uh, you know, I'll catch you on the next one.